Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I'm Derek Riley, I'm with Charlie Smith, and welcome to Dirty Water, an era of swinging discourse where opinion is everything and where facts are really yanked out of our kimonos. Today's guest on Dirty Water is one of only four professional surfers with red hair. The others, of course, Dusty Payne, Jamie O'Brien, Mick Campbell. Our guest was the star of the 2007 MTV reality show Maui Fever. It may be hard to believe, but often, a guest had to contend with myriad women fighting to have their wombs scraped by his crooked sword. Cursed, but succeeding beyond all measure. How could anyone not admire this ginger god? Plus, he ripped. Fast forward a decade, and this surfer single-handedly altered the course of aerial surfing at BSR Cable Park in Waco, where he'd been employed to make the park's new American wave machines wave pool work. Last year, a guest was signed up to design and set up a wave pool at the old wet and wild site in Palm Springs, California. The same pool that was used in the opening sequences of North Shore, a film from 1987 that tells the fictional tale of Rick Kane, a boy who learns to surf in a wave pool and then attempts to transpose his skills to pipeline with mostly good results. Our guest, of course, is Shane Magnuson. But I know you guys have been getting some waves, huh? Yeah, it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, it's it was it's been wind chewed the last couple of days, but before that, yep. we had a fun little run as well. Yep. And you got your mid length now, so you can. Oh man! Yeah, dude. Just, I am just now Cardiff local. <laughs> I'm gonna bring my I'm gonna bring my mid length out to Palm Springs and try to I'll, get it in here. Sweet. Loads of pipes, dude. <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you feel like Do you feel like once you get on a mid length, you're one step in the grave, one foot in the grave? A thousand percent. Thousand percent. Yeah. Oh man, I, I, I've never rode one. I don't. I don't really. Maybe I have. I don't really know what it is to be honest. The the problem is, is for the waves around here. It is the board that the waves demand, and so all of a sudden everything just opens up. You're surfing sections, and you're surfing the wave the way it's supposed to be surfed, which is unfortunate. But I live in a <laughs> one foot in the grave wave. <laughs> do you feel? Do you feel like the queen of the ocean? Do you feel like the real son of Cardiff? Completely. Like, I'm just out flowing, burning people. Oh, I didn't see you. I just paddled in so easily. Here I am. Just yeah. gliding in, not even full, not no. even full stroke, just fingers. Yep. yep. Fingers has, your, has your wave count gone up about tenfold? You go, oh my God, I caught 40 waves. Nobody else is catching any waves. It has. And, and what really, I mean, not that I needed to be sold anymore, but what really killed me is, I mean, I haven't been on a barreling section yet, but the, there's some great, I can't remember his name, Michael... Works for Album Surf. Do you know him, Shane? I can't oh. he's, some, he's some like really, I think, good mid-lengther dude. But he said, you'll get barreled because you get in so early that you just sit and set up for barreling sections, unlike, I mean, the, in a way you can't do on a, on a shortboard. So, yeah, well, the alternative is just buy a jet ski and do step-offs with your shortboard. I know. I know. <laughs> That's what I should start doing. It would be better. I would, that would put me back, pull me back out of the grave. Just Core score up. would go, go way high. Way, way high. up. I mean, totally. <laughs> what, yeah. what comes up? What comes after a mid length? Death. Death. <laughs> <laughs> moving, moving to Palm Springs and being moving to Palm Springs and, and being gay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> doesn't doesn't sound that bad. No, it's pretty good. Hey, it's not that bad out here, guys. I swear. I love Palm. I love Palm Springs. Like when you guys started your thing. I mean, honestly, I love Palm Springs pre-surf and seeing your pool. I drool every Instagram clip. I just want to oh, move to right Palm Springs. 
Right on. No, it's it's been killer. I mean, obviously, the last two years have been crazy, like Waco and then Palm yep. Like before that, it was Maui and California on yep. the coast by the beach. It's like I did it backwards. You know, most people work out of middle America and to the islands. I'm like doing some weird, I don't even know what. But um, yeah, it's I got I got two daughters, so it's it's killer out here. How how old are they? One and three. Okay, awesome. That's yeah. fun. Yeah, you are you living in Palm Springs now? I do. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in La Quinta, which is like technically 20, like even deeper. It's kind of where all the festivals are held and all that, kind of right around there. Yeah. Wow. Is it but, a, uh, a mid-century modern joint you're living in now? I can see kind of it, the pitched roof a little bit. It, 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 not really, dude. I'm like straight tracked home behind a gate, like <laughs> full blunt stucco, you know, the whole deal. <laughs> got a garage and stuff. But it's killer. You got, when you got a family, you kind of got to do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Chess, Chess, you've had some fun parties in uh, Palm Springs, huh? I love Palm Springs. White party? Yeah, what was the, what was the white party? <laughs> you, pretty, uh... I, act, I, was, I was accidentally out there. Like, it, right? Yeah, I mean, basically, it was. I went to the white party. Honestly, we were there, and I don't know, the wife and I just wanted to get away. This is years ago, pre-kids. And so we're just at the Ace, decided to go to the Ace. I don't know why. And it was just packed with gay dudes. Like, couldn't walk with gay man and i was like what is what's happening here and it was the white party weekend and so we were going around the pool to go to our room and mr gay universe who was an olympic swimmer grabbed me and he said i know you're you're with your woman here but did you like we sat and talked for a minute and then he he was the mc or whatever of the white party and so asked me and the wife to be his date that night for the big white party night. So we, yeah, went to the white party on the arm of the host. Did, wow. you, did you have discussions with Mr. Um, Gay Universe and the <laughs> Olympic swimmer? Did you have discussions with Cersei beforehand about um, what might transpire that night and, and how you'd handle it and um, what roles you'd play? No, I mean, I, there was absolutely no way, like, I mean, the whole thing, it was, it's so gay. Have you ever been, Derek, in a place that is so gay that it's like, I mean, it's just gay, 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 gay? Well, I used to live in it's Bondi. Used to be gay, 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 gay. But now it's yeah. uh, now it's a banker's town. Just gay. But, but yeah. <laughs> now it's staunchly homosexual. And all the all the gay behaviors behind uh, behind masks and in uh, late night parties. I mean, it was just so. It's all so shocking that I think I was just shocked the whole time. I was just yeah. I mean, it was like we went to his house first to meet our date. I guess at his house, and it was like full on midget naked Asian boys jumping out of cakes and things like that. So I was like, oh, and, yeah. and whose like idea to agree to it was it was it you or the wife like yeah that sounds fun it sounds like a good time let's go <laughs> i think it was probably her idea uh to go and i was thinking like i mean we're stuck we didn't plan to be there for the white party but yeah like at that point <laughs> hey, like, don't, oh, lie, don't lie dude you brought your mid length i mean i, t- I was paddling around the <laughs> you ace were, pool, you were in the ace pool in your mid length like someone invite me to a midget party <laughs> 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 but there must have been, there must have been a very adult conversation with you know we're obviously going to a, a very sexually charged party and we're on the arm of this beautiful man and were you did you guys agreements like okay Charlie you can kiss the guy or what no, or, or, I, was, I mean I you know me I am a moral the religious right and so <laughs> I was not going to be judgmental but I also was going to be no 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 I don't do, I don't. <laughs> kind of thing draw the line draw the line looking down my nose at all of you and i know (laughs) that you're all going to be burning in hell soon but 
let's let's have a good time while you're still here. Can can you well, describe uh, Mr. Um, Gay Universe? Because he must have been an exquisite human being. He was. He was. I think I, I should Google him. I've been meaning to Google him, actually. He just came up in conversation not too long ago. But he was on the U.S. Olympic swim team. And so I just got a – I think if I Google super gay U.S. swimmer, he'll pop up. <laughs> Probably about 50 um, names will pop up, though. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's it's true. But you know when those swimmers are, like, in their prime, how they have those big, broad shoulders and, like, perfect pectoralis? Yes. And that real thin waist and yeah, it was all, it was Sounds all like describing Shane Magnuson. It's definitely not me. I have two kids. I, I do not have the thin waist. You got two kids, but you didn't give birth to the two kids. I shouldn't have to figure it all. Yeah, yo, totally. Yeah, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't do the sympathy eating thing with her at all. And that goes down and it's not hard to lose it at all. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, I've come down since uh, since the days of childbirth with with wifey, but um, the pool has definitely helped out. Are you how many how many hours a day are you in the thing? Uh, it depends. You know, I'm I'm uh, I'm pretty fried right now. We run it kind of every day. We do you know little meetings to test it with investors and whatnot, and uh, we've been doing that for about a month solid. COVID hit right when we had our uh, first site meetings planned literally the night before the lockdown went into place. So um, we had to shut down for like a good two, two and a half weeks because we weren't sure, no one was sure what was going on. So we weren't running waves. Um, but uh, every day I run it depends, depends what the group coming through is like, like, are they beginners? Are they guys who like can actually surf? You know, I usually jump in and I try to sneak in little wave design sessions before they get there so I can work on stuff and, if I do something I kind of like really want to test out, I'll jump out there. I'll throw it on autopilot and then go see if like, yay or nay, am I, am I blowing it? Is, am I onto something? That kind of trip. So, so you guys are, are actually open to the public? No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. And this is uh, it's, it's a test, test tech. It's not like our walls. If you look at any of the clips or photos, like those white walls, yeah. that's just plywood. Okay. That's literally plywood and like caulking. Oh man, I thought it was I thought it was up and running. I was like honestly planning my trip. You can still plan your trip. I mean, you know, I I, I think the white party's coming up, so I'm sure you got it on your calendar. But Derek, <laughs> Chaz, I think Chaz, I think the man's name is Mark Foster James. James is that, is that it? Is it Mark Foster? <laughs> That's that sounds very familiar. Yeah, um, sort of no, but no, we're dude, we're not we're not open to the I'll public. The picture, it's just, it's it. just proof of concept. So what we lost coming on sorry sorry to interrupt your spiel this investor spiel there Chaz, is that the man yes that's him he's good looking guy yeah good yeah he's a fabulous yeah. man he could have anybody and he, he picked me to take that night he's got, he, he, but he's, he's got a funny pictorialist <laughs> he do, he he but he likes mid-length yeah for sure he does for this, is your, this is your pre-mid-length pre pre days though Chaz. where can you used to ride taj burrows old boards Remember well, that? that is true. It's true. I, I, I ate one of Taj Burrow's boards on the, or fed one of Taj Burrow's boards to the rocks at uh, Bondi once. <laughs> Who shaped it? What, what shaper? Who, it was one of Sam's. Well, it, might have, it was from Sam McIntosh's quiver. So yeah. what would Sam have had? Well, okay. it was from uh, um, Taj's quiver that went into Sam's quiver, which ended up in your hands. Uh, was it Weber or something? I think I, it, might I have been, it might have been a Weber. It might have been Weber. one of those still on Webers, yeah. And yeah. I honestly literally just ground it across the rocks. I think I busted one of the fins off. 
Dude, shocker. I had one of his trade-ins from Tim Patterson that was just like a hair too too much volume for him or something, and it was like one of the best boards I've ever had. He's, he's my favorite server of all time. So The world I discovered today, or came to the conclusion, he's the world's most popular surfer based on how many Taj's people name their kids Taj. No way. How many, how many Taj's do you know? I bet you know a bunch of kids named Taj. Uh, you know what? I can't even think of one right now. <laughs> I got I got four, Derek. How many Tajs do you know? Yeah, ta like, Taj is Taj is to Australia what Muhammad is to England. Oh, gotcha. I think I think Taj like John is, I think Taj is the most I think Taj is the yeah, I think Taj is the most popular <laughs> name in Australia. But that's but how, what Here percentage of that is related to Borough? Oh, 100%. I mean, before exactly. cuz cuz Taj's yeah. dad's a great guitarist, so he named his kid after Taj Mahal, the famous blues sure. guitarist, singer. And, and it was such an unusual name because I remember calling Taj when I was working back in magazines when he was a little kid and we used to call him Taj, you know, yeah. <laughs> a bit of Taj. And I remember, and it was always, it was always Taj and James Caddo and you'd ring up um, Nancy, Taj's mom and go, oh, can I speak to Taj please? And she goes, oh, please. What happened to please Caddo, dude? Ooh. That, guy was, that guy was badass, dude, Caddo. Oh, yeah, Caddo was Caddo. amazing. Yeah. Yeah, well, you'd interview him, and then he'd sell you ecstasy at the end. It was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> he was just a massive dude, too, dude. That guy ripped. Yeah, he was. Yeah, um, he was so different from Taj in every way, and they're both equally talented. But uh, one ended up working, um, building sh shop fitouts, and um, wandering the streets. And the other man's a multimillionaire. Yeah, <laughs> and, everyone, and everyone's naming their kids after him. James is called top boys' names in Australia, and Taj is third. That's what I'm saying. And yeah. the, nobody, nobody, not one person names their kid Slater. I've never met a Slater. Never even okay. heard of Slater. I do know a Slater. And here's oh, the Oh, there we thing. go. I know a Slater. <laughs> My buddy Jeff in Newport, his kid Slater, and his other kid is Curran. So he's definitely a fan. You know? Slater and, and Curran. Uh, and I know a Taj, a dog. I don't know a kid. My other okay. buddy named a dog, Taj. And after Taj Bros, so. Did you, did, you, did you think about any pro surfer names for your kids? Oh, dude, my wife would never let that fly. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Sage is, we just like the name, but I can go Sage Erickson for Sage. That's what oh, I yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but no, no way, dude. No way. Are you, named, are you named after Shane Haran? I am, which is weird. Oh, yeah. that's a bit of symmetry there. Oh, that is pretty the, great. The spelling. And, and the funny thing is my dad named me after Shane Haran, but he was a skater and he didn't really, he doesn't really like surfing, but he saw Shane Haran on like a TV, on a contest on TV or something. He just thought the name spelling was cool. So yeah, I actually hate it because everywhere I go, like in airports or substitute teachers growing up, it's like Cheyenne, you know, yeah, like, every time. Yeah. like, yeah, yeah, it's Shane, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Cheyenne will be a killer. Actually, actually it's a, yeah, no, I'm a dude. Oh, that's a funny spell. <laughs> like, yeah, I just, I've thought about like, why not just go do the S H A N A thing, dude? You know, just just be done with it. <laughs> hey, so Shane, you're you're talking about the um the the pool just before the Palm Springs pool. Talk to me about the trajectory from um you know because you're the guy who um, pretty much changed um, aerial surfing with um, what you did at BSR. <clears throat> and, and I think without you, it just would have been another um, another pool, not quite right, you know, because it wasn't a, a wave garden or a Kelly or whatever. But you, your yeah. little freckled hand, sort of worked the levers and uh, <laughs> and you made <laughs> what it is. You made the best waves that anyone had ever seen, and it, and it became it's the, the freckles. Yes, yeah, the freckles. But it became the center of the air, air surfing universe. So, so how did that happen to get to BSR? And then after that, how did you end up in Palm Springs? 
so uh yeah the the tale begins uh so i got into kind of the the wave pool thing i mean i've always wanted to surf a wave pool i think every you know every surfer that has ever tried to do it professionally or obsessed with it you know wants another shot at that same wave right like how many of those good sections did you just blow and you just want that same wave so um i've always been into them and i was working at body glove and one of the owners had a relationship with american wave machines and they were pushing like a sheet wave tech and american wave is who produced bsr technology but they also had a scale model in that office that was like you know six by six or something with little caissons in the back and their little software hooked up to it and they're like yeah check this out and like one of the engineers pumped out a little wave and he's like how do you do that and i just started pushing buttons on it and realized you could control the way the water moved and just started playing with it and from that day i was like hey you guys like if you need any help selling these things or like just call me when you make one because i want to surf it like it, it just looks so cool like this actually worked and uh a couple of years later the body glove thing uh went south because they sold to venture capitalists and those guys were kind of in need of like a marketing slash spokesperson guy and i had kept a loose relationship with them and so we kind of just started pounding the pavement with you know sales meetings trying to meet up with these dudes with a bunch of money to do it and one day Stuart walked in the door from a guy named Tony Finn who was in the wake industry and you know BSR had a cable park initially that's how they were became famous that's what they had before the surf pool and um brought him in and dude those guys like they, they were so hungover like they had partied in Encinitas all night and I mean like if you guys have been out there and met him like you know they're they're good old boys they're texas boys so they they come in and i'm like dude this is not gonna go anywhere like what is this you know and we start talking and he he asks about waves and servers and like, you you really think servers will, will come do this man i'm like yeah dude so i just kind of like go on my spiel and and uh dude a week later the guy signed a contract to do it and that was just yeah i was like holy crap and so from that point about a year of construction and in that time uh me and american wave kind of not like a falling out but i just stopped working with them um a little difficult to work with those guys i'll just leave it at that uh and the owner though approached me two months later and was like hey i'm gonna open up you're the only surfer i know so like would you want to run this thing and i'm like dude you gotta convince my wife so we took a trip out to BSR. I'm like, hey, let's just go for it. She was agreeable and said, you know, as long as I can have a job. And we, you know, two months later, we moved out there. And can, it was can you describe that wooing process when you went out there? Because they would have laid it on pretty thick for you guys. <laughs> so they picked us up, and he has like this this party bus. He calls uh, what does he call it, dude? Everything's royal. It's like the the royal escape. That's what it is, and it's like a full like we walk in. There's like, you know, like the prom limo where there's like glitter and stars on the ceiling and there's a full blown stripper pole in the middle of it and like satellite TV. And, you know, he's got his assistant picks us up full big cowboy hat, big old belt buckle. We get in the back, like they, they 
took us out to BSR. First thing they took us out on their, their uh, ski lake with like this big wakeboard boat, took us out to dinner, let us stay in the, one of the houses on the property that we ended up living in and really kind of just let us check it out and just showed us a good time. And, you know, it was mellow. And I mean, this is where my wife not being like a beach person really came into play. Cause she was like, yeah, I'll do it. You know, she grew up far away from the ocean. So it wasn't like, like me or you guys were, were kind of like chained to this thing, you know, like emotionally. <laughs> and, uh, and so, yeah, she agreed to do it. And I was like, well, let's just go for it. You know? So we moved out and got out there and it was, a, it was a hole in the ground. It was dirt. Um, there's big, the, all the, all the chambers were there, the big concrete wall. Um, and they had started to lift the blowers in like a week later. So I got to see it kind of go from shell to, you know, all the guts being put in the lid being put on. I helped install the liner, which did not work because liners don't work. And, um, then we just started going and, did and it was nerve nerve wracking as hell. I mean, I was stressed out. Like I'd have nightmares or wake up in the middle of the night sweating, like, what if it's just like a fucking two foot roller, like Waikiki and now I'm out in Waco and like, what the hell am I going to do? <laughs> did, did you know, like, I mean, did, have you had like an engineering background or interested in like Legos as a kid or did it? I love Legos, dude. Come on. I can't I mean, wait. <laughs> Come on, dude. Legos rule. Like I did the little Technics one and said, no, I, I think I'm just kind of, I could be obsessive on, on things. Like I, I played a lot of video games, like, but no, 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 no. To answer your question, no. And like, so it's all I, just an accident. Kind, kind of an accident, it's, but it's not the engineering part of all these systems really goes into building the systems, you know, like what kind of concrete, how big the blowers, the pressures they're creating. So a good way to think of this, and I'm only speaking for pneumatics because I don't, I don't know the wave garden paddle stuff. I don't know Slater stuff. I, I understand a basic concept of how it works, but pneumatics, you can think of it as like a giant piano and the engineers build the piano. I just come in and play the piano. It has to be in tune. The buttons have to work, but then you give me a bunch of knobs and buttons to move water around and I can make good waves. And I think every surfer can do that because what we have that engineers don't is we have a lifetime of just staring at water obsessively in the ocean and reading it and judging it. And you know, when you're on a wave and you're like, Oh, but what if there was like a little coral head right here that made it do this, you know, or, or, or what if the reef bent in that way? So it wrapped around and like that, that's really all you're doing when you're creating the waves with these machines. You're just like throwing different swell directions on a reef and seeing what it does. And then, Oh man, maybe that one could use a little more North in it, you know, and then you just, and you, do, you, you you have a lot of misfires, like you roll out a lot of hot garbage, but then you're like, you see one little piece of like, fuck, but that section was kind of sick. So how do I get that, keep that section there? And then I get, I get us from here to that section. And that's kind of, it's a creative process, I, I guess is the best way I could, I could describe it. But you don't have to have like a crazy engineering background. You just have to be freaking obsessed with, with riding a good wave and wanting to get another chance at it. So have you, have, did you leave a playlist behind when you left BSR, like a playlist of all your best waves? Yeah, and that gets into like kind of the, the whole deal with the technology companies and, and what the contracts are when you sign them because 
a lot of times they're trying to just license you their software um, and what you create with their product, you know, they kind of want to own it and be able to repurpose it in other pools if they build another pool to that spec or, or whatever. But uh, we never signed that at BSR. So technically, when you go to BSR post me and Courtney being there, they have made what I'm told, I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but minor tweaks to it so that, you know, I couldn't assume for IP or whatever. It's like, I would never do that. But yeah, there's, there, uh, I did all, all the waves are, are, are my designs. So did, did that relationship end badly? Except for the freak peak. That is not me. Ooh. Yeah. Not me. But I, I also don't really think that's a wave. <laughs> to Kevin, Kevin Schultz, amazing backflip. I mean, but when are you ever going to encounter that in the ocean? My, my whole thing with designing waves in a wave pool is I'm trying to get a wave that kind of, you know, looks like something you would encounter on a daily basis in the ocean and presents that situation over and over and over so that you get really good on it in the pool. And then when you go out in the ocean, you can apply it to your surfing there, you know, but those weird kind of crazy ones are cool too. It's just, it's, it's actually a lot harder to make them as as similar to the ocean as you can did did you guys end on bad blood with bsr or was it all did it was it just time to move on no no well you gotta bsr and american wave are two separate things mm -hmm. dude i love bsr i mean i i definitely did not end on any bad blood with anyone there um you know texas is a is a weird state as far as you know <laughs> like how businesses are allowed to operate and run there. Um, and it's just different. Right. Uh, and that those parts are, were kind of weird for, for me and my wife, we were just like, dude, this is crazy. This would never fly in California, you know? Um, but that's, that's on a, that's on a, like a government level. And, but all the people at BSR, no, I, I love them, dude. The guy, Brian, who, who manages the park now is like, I still talk to him. Like, you know, a couple times a week. Um, I mean, it's hard to, it, I would never have like bad feelings about that place, dude. That place is so special to me. I mean, we've made killer waves. We did like a crazy high air event, you know, and all, all the boys loved it. Like it was insane. I, I didn't think anyone would be coming there to visit us. I thought it was, you know, if we got like one brand to do like a shootout there, I was going to be like, yeah, W. It was like, we couldn't fucking keep them out, dude. It was like, God, go home. Because <laughs> it's the only, it was the only pool, and it still is the only pool with, with genuine uh, air sections. I mean, you know, and none of the wave gardens have them. You know, Kelly doesn't have it. And it's, after all this time, you know, because wave gardens been around since two thousand six, two thousand eight. So yep. more than a dozen years, and it's still the one pool in the world where you can legitimately practice airs. Yeah, yeah, we have a decent section. You guys just haven't seen it yet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so talk about you said Texas is weird as fuck. Talk about um, yeah. weird shit about Texas because Waco obviously is where. Um, how many people were incinerated, Chaz? In the, when I, think the it was I think it was like 163 or something. Yeah. Oh, was no, it David Koresh. Yeah, oh, David Koresh. Yeah. I was right down the street, right? Yeah. 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 You know, that's like a mile away from BSR. Yeah. yeah. I, I saw it when I Googled BSR, I saw that the site is still, I mean, the, or brand, the branch of video and comp, comp still comes there. up and it's right there. Yeah. yeah. You can go visit them. They'll give you a tour. It's five bucks. Oh, that is amazing. Like, 
It's crazy, dude. You walk over the whole foundation, the basement's still there. It's pretty creepy. Yeah. Uh, but it is literally like if you're sitting at the restaurant at the cable park, looking out the cable, it's right over that hill. It's That's right crazy. There. Yeah, it's insane. And the ATF came down the road that you take to get to BSR. Man. It's, it's friggin' nuts. Did you, yeah. did you watch the, the Netflix yeah. Waco? Yeah. <laughs> when we moved out there, like yeah. all of a sudden everyone, I've been trying to tell people to watch it and they're like, dude, this guy's obsessed with Waco. He needs a job. But dude, how good was that? That actor did a great job, dude. It was, so he, yeah. he looked exactly like David Koresh. Yeah. He, he ruled dude. But, uh, yeah. it, it, it was, I mean, it, it, it was nuts. It was nuts. That was one of the first places we went as weird as that sounds, I guess. Yeah. I mean, that's right. I wonder if these guys are here. I'd go there yeah. first. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that, that, that's just, it's just kind of a testament to how far like surfers will literally go anywhere if there's a good wave. Right. That's you know? true. That's kind of, that's kind of how I would sum that up. Cause like why the hell else would any of us have ever gone to Waco, Texas? <laughs> well, we'll to check, check out the Branch Davidian compound. And the... <laughs> does, it, does it surprise you? Because, um, you know, I always thought if I ever made a clip about BSR, Obviously, they'd have to have archival footage of the Branch Davidian compound being stormed by the FBI and blood and shit, and then it cut to um, cut to surfing. But no, I don't think there was one edit that actually referenced uh, Waco. Is it is that because surfing's uh, surfers are naturally pretty stupid, no historical perspective, or because they're naturally conservative? You think? What was the question again? <laughs> yeah, it's a bit, a bit long, wasn't it? <laughs> did I just did I just I fell, I, fell asleep, I fell asleep myself, and I woke up and fuck, where was I? <laughs> no, it's, um, no, it's funny because out of all the edits that came from Waco, from BSR, there wasn't one yeah. that referenced the, the Branch Davidian thing. And I just wonder whether it's because surfers have no historical perspective, pretty stupid, you know, not very well read, or because we're naturally conservative and it was just too heavy, man. That's, a, that's actually a really good question, dude. I think a lot of people knew about it, but I think the con I would lean towards the conservative one. But like, I don't know, I guess to back that up, I think it's the more conservative one. But like when, when I was, I did the QS, I was, you know, I never was on the CT or anything, but I did the QS for a while and you would travel to, all, you know, all these spots that were near, you know, amazing cities that people save up a lifetime to go see when they're retired and stuff. And none of the other servers ever wanted to like, I lost out in the French leg. You guys want to go to Paris and just like, cruise around for like four days and like no one ever really wanted to do that or go to Sydney, you know, like there was, it, I, for whatever that's worth, like, I just think surfers aren't that interested in it, but I, I, I would identify myself as more of a nerd. So I, I love doing that shit. So maybe that's, there's something there. They just don't care. Dude, we just want to surf. We just want to fucking smash the section and get barreled. So, when, so how, when, did, how did the Palm Springs thing come about after uh, BSR? What was the process and who contacted you? Oh, man. So after BSR, it was, you know, we had a ton of groups come through that wanted to build them in, you know, wherever, China, Utah, New York, all this stuff. And it, it was kind of a hangover from how crazy it was for eight months. And then, you know, what happened with us getting shut down. And there was just, I was just, it was such a whirlwind. Oh yeah, the guy, uh, the guy, New Jersey guy died, didn't he? Yeah, he the brain-eating brain. amoebas. Yeah, yeah, which is a tragedy. Which you know, it, it just sucks. That was like it, 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 it really bummed me out. That was 
that was a pretty that touched a nerve with me um you know because that park has been operating for i don't know five years before i got there so you know i get there i just get put in charge of managing this wave and coming up with a business plan for a wave pool and you know Stuart has guys in place that are supposed to be doing that always and you know it just it was something that was out of my wheelhouse and out of my control and to bring down like such a really really positive thing for surfing and for you know our, our tribe uh because of something like that happening it's it's it, it was just a tough one to swallow and for me hard to point the finger because the health department you know in the state of texas says you don't have to treat stuff you don't have to treat a lake which is that that's what it was classified as and you know not my call not my i'm not an owner there so i would have already put filtration in if it was me but again not so you know it's it's kind of hard like who do you point the finger at there you know is the lawsuit still happening did that, did that get settled? you know I, I i honestly don't know like I, I've, I haven't been contacted or anything like that. So I have no idea what's going on. And how did, how did that case affect um, wave pools in general? Did, did everyone sort of go, fuck, we better get our filters all happening? You, well, you know what? I think every other state or country uh, would have required them. I think like, like I was alluding to earlier, like Texas, Texas is in a place. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of what I was alluding to. It's like, you know, they're, they're, I know now because of what happened, they're all, they're required in that state. Um, and yeah, should have, should have always been, you know, but like I said, I, you guys asked why I was an engineer, not an engineer. I'm also not a water technician. I'm a guy <laughs> make waves and figure out how to sell waves to surfers. What about that? What about that wild, um, green dye? You guys, was it dye you put in the water that made it okay. that amazing color? Not me. I didn't put green dye in any water. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me. I did nothing. He, he dyed the water, and that was the weirdest thing to me. And he, he had dyed a lazy river, and he dyed the big slide. And when we went and visited there, that was always the case. And his whole thing with it was he just liked the color. He didn't yeah. like, like a, a, a brown, natural lake color. That was like just his kind of weird thing, that he his preference. And we filled up the pool and the plan was not to die at the surf pool because we had this beautiful white liner and, you know, the problem was they didn't clean the liner or clean the bottom of the chambers before they filled it up. And every surfer could tell you, you know, any sediment and a wave rolling through just stirs it right up. Right. So we filled it up, no dye. We ran waves. I thought it was great. It stirred it up. It was a little brown, like a lake should be you know like a, a lake and, in waco especially and lake in waco and and you know i'm talking with the owner after the first day and i'm like yeah dude don't diet like you shouldn't diet like the surfers will appreciate a more natural feel you know looking thing kind of they're kind of more hippie granola than than you think like they want to know that they're surfing in like natural water you know and and woke up the next morning and that thing was just as green as you could imagine <laughs> You know, fuck, it looked amazing though. I see, I, I like it. Cool. It had better days than others, but you know, I, yeah, it was just it again. You know, when you work for someone and you're an employee, like you, you, you some things you, you have control over, some things you don't. 
You know, I think, I think you're like wrong a... in this instance, Shane, because I love the grain. I think you should brown with the purple or something. Should we consider it for Palm Springs? <laughs> sure, <laughs> but go purple. Do it. Like... it. It's so blue there. Why stop? Why stop at green? I think green is too like water esque. Where if you did it purple or red or electric yellow or something, then Tom. you're then you're talking. Tom Carey uh, came out a couple times to do a shoot and said we should dye it white. Yeah, exactly, exactly. How good would that be? Just be in milk. That would be insane. very. That would be very Texas dyeing it white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big signs yeah. out the front say no Jews or homosexuals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so anyway, so so back to yeah, how you how you got to Palm Springs. So you've left BSR. Did you did you have something um lined up before you left BSR? Um, I didn't. We I mean, I had this not technically lined up, not in the bag or anything, but we were on the journey. So we left BSR. Um I was talking to a couple groups, like I mentioned, like, you know random spots around the country and then you know Kalani called me and I'm like Kalani's been like one of my favorite surfers since I was a kid you know and I looked up to the guy and he's like I want to get in the wave pool game I want to do this you know like what do you think like let's let's how do we do it you know like let's get a group together and like just like that and uh I'm like all right man well I know this other pneumatic tech that I've been wanting to check out and kind of go down the road with, and that being Tom Lochtefeld's technology, Surflock. And so I'm like, hey, let's meet up and let's go check it out, you know? So we met up, Surf Salt Creek, um, and cruised on down to the Surflock offices and did a site visit, and they have a bunch of scale models there. They have more than one. They have like three of them, and they had it all full. And they're like, yeah, so this is it. It's pneumatic. You want to play with it. You want to do whatever you want. And uh, went in there, started playing around with it, and I was like, whoa. And noticed they have even more control over how that water comes out of the wall. And um, yeah, just kind of had this like just whoa, aha, kind of brain explosion moment. We're like, wow, now I can actually control this part of the wave it's like a whole nother level of, of like variables that I can adjust, like the period of the wave. Right. So think groundswell versus storm surf. So you can make the lip kind of thinner or thicker, you know, faster, slower. Um, I mean, you can't do that in Waco. So the, the little scale models, they actually work like the full scale windows. Believe it, I mean, or, you believe can, it or not, is a great indicator. <laughs> it really is crazy to me to think that a little tub I mean how big are they like a couple feet or yeah, like inches like, really it's as like far as the, the footprint yeah of the okay. of the mini ones the footprint of the mini one like I said in at American Wave was like six by six by six or something so foot you know not that big yeah the one the one that we made for because we we replicated this original pool that is in Palm springs in san diego like fiberglass the bathymetry all of it and then we put the caissons on the back of it and that one is more like i think it's about 15 feet long by maybe eight to ten feet and then it has the whole footprint where it splays out and all that and uh yeah you i mean you you can recreate it to to an extent it's not perfect but you fill it up with water and you add all the same parameters and you sit there and you make tiny little waves. The hardest part is the water is so clear in those things that it's hard to like really drill into like the lip line and the rips and all that kind of stuff. Got an so, idea for you. Green dye. 
<laughs> Dude, right? I should have thought about that. <laughs> I think BSR bought the whole country's worth. <laughs> it's all sold out, dude. Hey, Shane, uh, Tom, Tom Lochtefell, for people who don't know, maybe you can describe who he is because he's a legend in the game, you know, and he created yeah. standing waves and all these sorts of things. And, and then he went, you know, he sold um, the standing wave thing and then he was very quiet for 20 years and now you've come back in a big way with Tom Lochtefeld. So give me a little spiel about Tom. So Tom, it, it's, it's really interesting. Um, kind of similar to maybe uh, you guys and stab how you guys all worked for each other and then didn't. And now you guys are two different entities, you know? So Tom actually, what well, uh, he invented the flow rider and uh, one of his employees was Bruce McFarlane, who now is the owner of American wave machines. So that's kind of a cool little wave pool tidbit, but it's, it's a small little community. Um, Tom being, they call him the godfather of artificial waves. So he created the flow rider. Um, he had a lot of success with that. Uh, he sold it off to a company called whitewater, I believe. Um, I'm not sure how long ago, but he exited that game with the intention of getting into the full scale wave pool world, um, traveling waves, they call them. And, uh, he's just been working on it for the last like 20 years. And I think he's had a couple really close deals. He has a, a current build in Connecticut that is almost operational, but it's not for public use. It's not a high performance wave pool. Like the guys who bought it are some rich guys who like, to my knowledge, want to, stand up paddle in it and it's Jesus. just their little their oh. toy yeah oh. exactly as a celebrating is I can, I can get my mid-length on that thing i fully could be a perfect be like a little mini pipes out there i'm, I'm sure i could get some contacts for you <laughs> <laughs> but but it's uh it that that's that's the one you had going for a long time um and uh, you know the the weird thing about these guys in the, in the wave pool world is They've been, and, and American Wave did this too, you know, they've been selling these uh, concepts to like the amusement industry, you know, so like a, tr a big trade show they all go to is called IAPA. And I went to it one time in Orlando and it was so weird. Like it's like roller coasters water, and stuff. Yeah. It's like water slides, bounce houses, arcade games. I mean, it was kind of epic. Like you could go jump in all the bounce houses and go slide down all these things and weird VR things. But, but like, that's the trade show they were going to. And it's like, like, ah, no one's going to get this concept, dude. Like it, it, you have to find, you know, someone who is like a, a passionate lifelong surfer and like very core to understand that. Oh my God, if I can actually make this wave, but five, six foot and then play, with it like yeah all day dude but that those guys aren't at that trade show but then if the, the flip is like where, where are we going to go you know freaking surf expo or asr or, or agenda like we don't have any money yeah. <laughs> they are in the looking to buy wave pools they're looking to yeah yeah so so i think there was just this time period where it wasn't like it wasn't as hot as it is now and there wasn't you know a couple models that have come out that have kind of proven that like you can you can do everything from the you know the biggest airs moves and people have never seen to WCT competitions on them and and really I mean I, I've still never surfed it but you know Kelly is the one who really made it legit like he put the stamp of approval on it you know by putting out his own wave and I think before then it was like pretty oh yeah funny joke dude haha -ha. like that's 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 sort of cool like he did you know 
love it or hate it, he he made it legit. So out of all the out of all the technologies, you know, there's American Wave Machines, there's WaveGuard, and there's Kelly, and there's you know, it's lurking around somewhere is uh, Greg Weber's um, scheme. Circular. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can you just go through each technology and their pros and cons? I mean, yeah, I could I could tell you from the way I see it, and and like I said, I I have knowledge on pneumatics. I'm not going to pretend to know all the ins and outs of the other ones, but basically, I could just do this real quick. Yeah. Um, all the other technologies have moving parts in the water. We're done. Right, <laughs> and you just you just pump out big hunks of air that blows the water out. Huh? Mm -hmm. And that's important because if something breaks, you have to drain the pool. And say you're operating a business and you know you have bookings, like we do everything by pre-book. That's how our model works. That's how BSR works. Uh, you have two weeks of, of pre-books that you've already sold, people have already paid, and your mechanical whatever that's in the water breaks, and you're like, oh shit, I got to drain the pool, and then I got to fix it, and then I got to refill the pool, and that's going to take 10 days. Now you have 10 days of refunding, rebooking, people probably booked flights to come in, because they'll travel the wave pools now, and that's a nightmare, right? So how often did that happen? How often did BSI break down? We had a liner issue and that was unrelated to the tech. So that was it. And, and that's, that's a big thing with liners, dude. You don't, liners always fail. What like a ripple. Yeah, we had it tear out. It was gnarly. We like literally ran it till the wheels fell off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so Stuart uh, was a big uh, Duralast contractor. That's, you know, his side business where his, you know, his family has a huge company, uh, Parsons Roofing. So he used that material to line everything besides the, the concrete footing at BSR. And we like heat welded it and all this stuff. And it held up pretty decent. But once some water got under a tear, that tear just starts to get bigger. And then water keeps moving under there. And the more waves you push, more water goes under there. So it got real bad on the, on the right. And all of a sudden, like I was up in the tower and you just see this like white shark fin thing sticking out of the, <laughs> out of the green dye. And I'm like, oh, dude, like I got to shut this thing down. <laughs> and then I call him up and this is, this is, this is, this sums up a lot of how, like, how it was out there. Hey dude, like I got to shut it down. There's, there's liner sticking up. These guys are, you know, on the right and like, they're literally going to run, run over the liner and it's going to keep tearing. He's like, how's it look on the left? I'm like, <laughs> well, it's not of it. Well, just run left. So I'm like, all right, dude. So, and it only lasted like two sessions, but we just ran bus. And then there was two shark fins sticking up out of the thing. And it was like, okay, we got to, we got to drain this thing. We got to pour more concrete and then we got to refill it. And the biggest shocker on that day was after I shut it down, you know, I'm walking out of work. I'm going back to the, the office to clock out. And, um, and there's these two guys just like with the eggiest face on and I'm just like, Hey guys. Yeah. It's shut down. Yeah. Broke. You know, I figured they might've drove. And they're like, yeah, we were on a flight from Hawaii and oh. the message when we landed. So we, we actually ended up giving them like a three hour free private session and they did come back like two months later and they were stoked. So that's awesome. You know, but you got like, all that stuff, you know, if, if you want to go through all the texts, like we can talk about them, but really that's like 
if if you're talking, you know, viable business like that's that's a, that's a huge point. That's okay, kind so of the main. I actually, I actually do want to go through each each tech because you because you <laughs> chose Surflock and Tom's Tom's tech over everything else. Yep. Um, you know, good to know, you know, the land footprint, the tech itself, the cost, commercial viability of each. So maybe we can start off with uh, Surflex. From what you want to do, you're all an expert. Of you want to do all of that? Yeah, I mean, there's only for one, two, one? three, four, five. There's six of them, including Tom's. How much time we got, dude? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> in Palm I, Springs, everything shut down. I don't, <laughs> I, I, party I, later I, on. I'm not going to sit here and, and and say that I know the economic viability of all of them, but, but you, would I think, have, you would have studied you would have studied them at length because you're obsessive, obsessive man. It's a trait of the red man. I'm obsessive, with, <laughs> I'm obsessive with what I'm working on. I'm not exactly obsessive with the other ones because but you must have you must have considered you know a few different technologies. Well, no, because I just started with pneumatics, right? I, I walked into American Wave, and that's what they had, and so that's what I learned. And a, a byproduct of that was when other techs came out, kind of looking at them and just being like, "Oh, there's moving parts in the water on that one." Like literally, that's all I really look at, and I'm like, "That doesn't make sense." I mean, Wave Garden. Uh, the plow system, you know, when I moved to Texas, when I moved to Waco, I went down there like, I don't know, five or six times before BSR opened to, to check out how they did things. And that was a moving part in the water. That thing broke down all the time and they had to, you know, shut down the operation and train the thing and work on it. So, so what, really, what happened with the, uh, the cause pool, the Austin pool? Cause the uh, WSL bought it, but was it just not viable and people went in? <laughs> or did you guys sink it because BSL was so good? Everyone went, fuck Austin, we're going to Waco. I mean, it, it, it kind of happened that way, but you know, we did, they, they, you got blood on your hands. <laughs> <laughs> you got Doug calls blood on your but, hands. It's so funny. They, like one of the, the marketing guy from urban surf, a friend of mine, Rupert, he actually went on a, he took his dad on a, on a tour of the pools in um, Texas. So he went to Austin and he went to BSR yeah. and actually, they actually didn't bother after they'd been to Austin the first time. They didn't actually go back, even though they had booked sessions because it was such a piece of shit. I was there when he came to BSR. Rupert, Rupert was cool. Yeah. yeah. And he, he told me about Urban Surf and the Melbourne thing. And he was genuinely just super stoked to be there. And he brought Doug Kors. Doug Kors came and surfed BSR, um, I believe, right before we opened the public. How pissed uh, was Doug Kors? Was he like, damn it, I got hoodwinked into this WaveGuard bullshit. Dude, dude he, he really was pretty soft-spoken. He didn't talk a lot. And he got a couple laughs. And then he had some beers with Stuart. And I just kind of... You know, I, I, I don't know. He didn't seem like he really wanted to talk a lot. So I just, I just kept surfing. <laughs> I mean, we were running away. It was like $20 million on a, um, <laughs> a uh, pink elephant. Was it white? No, white elephant. Just spent $20 million on a white elephant. Fuck. I, got, I mean, the fact that WSL ripped all the wave garden guts out of that thing must have been felt like a little bit of a slap in the face. I mean, it's invested it's, poorly. It ha yeah. I mean, I think here's the deal. Like, it depends on who's behind these things, right? And what the ethos of them is. So you take Austin and what were they trying to accomplish with their model? Um, to me, it's a massive lagoon. You know, your capacity on the reef section, which is the actual wave, is five guys. There's no thought into the rhyme or reason on how waves are delegated or, you know, lineup etiquette whatsoever. It's just like, hey, five guys go figure it out. Like you could technically just go burn guys out there and like they wouldn't say anything um so it they obviously didn't put a lot of weight on those surfers and 
they put a lot more weight on the beginner to intermediate surfer who's kind of just learning. And you ask me, that's not the way to do it. So they had a beautiful facility to back it up. They had like a brewery and a restaurant. The food was killer, you know, everything. The grounds were awesome. They had these cool off-road golf carts. Um, and you can have all that, but if your core surfing community isn't thought of first and foremost, um, I, I think you're, you know, I think you're kind of blowing it. Amen. <laughs> to put so, it, to put it bluntly. So, which, so which, which pools have you surfed? Uh, I've surfed BSR, Typhoon Lagoon, the Austin pool. Kelly said we should trade surf sometime, and then he never invited me, so I haven't surfed Damn that Kelly. one. <laughs> and then obviously our our Palm Springs pool. So that's that's really it, dude. So yeah, Ooh, I okay. wanted the Ocean Dome, but when I was in Miyazaki, months after it was shut down. Ah. What about what about the Rusty Plunger? Are you booking your ticket to Yapoon? <laughs> I am not currently booking my ticket to Yapoon, dude. That sounds kind of funny. Are you booking your ticket to Yapoon? Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, you know, that one looks interesting to me, though. That one, I like having... 2,000 waves a minute is what they say. Yeah. Or an hour, sorry. 2,000 waves an hour. I Dude, the whole, the whole like... It's a big fucking moving part. And all that, it's a... That is a huge moving part, dude. See, that's why I don't like that one. Um, but uh, it, it's, like it, a giant, it's like a sex machine that's been inverted. <laughs> Instead of being horizontal, it's vertical. It's like a giant dildo just coming, <laughs> making waves of pussy juice. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know what? I can't say you're wrong on that. But uh, yeah, it's it's it, if it works, if it keeps continues to work, and you know, it can day in day out produce waves that are look pretty damn decent on was it four different breaks five you know five different breaks um you can you know that's where you can kind of get more bang for your buck is the more guys you get out in the water but it's a fine line you want to have guys in the water but you don't want it to be crowded you know so how do you how do you tow that line and how do you make that experience you know feel that way yeah. Without so, just just sinking, like like losing money. Yeah. So to talk us through that thing. So you and Kalani have gone to visit Tom Lichterfeld. You go, ooh, wee, that's this is a great technology. What happened next? So that's where it got kind of interesting. That's where Palm Springs comes into play because we were like, no, no plan. It was like, yeah, okay, I got some big guys who probably would be interested in funding it, you know, and we're like, all right, well, I got a buddy who kind of has some land out on the way to Vegas. Uh, maybe we talk to him, you know, maybe we go. And after we visited Tom's, he then looks at us and goes, hey, I have an interesting opportunity if you guys like are serious. And he's like, what? He's like, well, I have a relationship with this existing water park out in Palm Springs and there's a wave pool and we could retrofit it. And in that way, we could go around a lot of the red tape, which takes that, that that's the hardest part about getting these things done, especially in California, you know, maybe other, sta other states, less regs, easier to do, you know, Texas. Um, and so we jumped on the opportunity to go check out the park and we walked in um, we brought, uh, a couple of the partners that are in the group now and, uh, 
you know, we, we got in there and he showed us the pool and I was looking at him like, is this the fucking pool from North Shore? And it turns out it was the Rick Kane pool from North Shore. It's so epic. You know, it was so epic. It was just kind of, you know, I think, I think me and Kalani were both like, holy shit, this is kind of meant to be, hopefully we can pull it off. And, you know, so, so the first step was, you know, getting the park and then you can go into building the dream. And right now we're about halfway built. We're halfway to the dream. So are you guys, like bon are you guys building a new pool there or is it the Rick Kane pool just refitted? Yep. Rick Kane pool just retrofitted, revamped, um, 2.0. And right now, it's, I've been using this analogy a lot lately because I have to do this crap all day to people. Um, it's like we bought a 1980 Honda Accord and we took the engine out and we dropped in a V12 Rolls Royce 2020, but we're still driving around in the Honda Accord frame. <laughs> <laughs> So rims and fucking LED lights. He's fast, but you know we need that that new frame because everything is specced to go with everything else in one of these projects. And to, to get more detailed, because that's ridiculous and vague, is you know the blowers and and the caissons are specced <laughs> to match up with a reef bathymetry and a depth and a pool outline that produce the the best result they possibly can for those that this specific system for that power for those panels right now we're just like hooked up to this old pool with this old reef but with this crazy big engine you know and and we also only have half the engine where's the other half it's not built yet <laughs> <laughs> So it's, literally, so, it's, so it's literally at half power right now. It's half power. Yeah. It's at half power. And, and so, you know, I, I don't blame people. Like, obviously, everyone's going to compare us to fully built products like BSR and like Kelly's. But if you really want an apples to apples, compare us to Wave Garden's test tank in the Basque country. Because that's where we're at. This is what we're doing here. We're just doing our test right now. And we weren't, we were, we were we almost weren't even going to show it to anyone because we were like, well, this isn't like our product. This isn't what we're putting out. We just want to, you know, prove the concept and make sure it works. Um, but when COVID hit, you know, things started to slow down and, you know, we've been testing for like a month and a half longer than we expected to. So we're like, hey, dude, we've made some pretty cool waves in here. Let's get the boys in here and let's just film it and have fun and party. How limited so are you by the size of the pool? Cause it's a pretty small pool, huh? It's a million gallons. I, I find I like that's the best way to compare uh, pool sizes. Oh, Kelly, Kelly's 78 million, isn't it? Kelly's is like 342 million. Is it? Oh, holy no, shit. No, you're kidding. Yeah. No, it's surf, <laughs> surf, surf Lakes is 78 million, and I think um, Urban Surf is 52 million. Yeah, I think Surf Lakes is something ridiculous. I, I don't know the spec on that. But uh, Kelly's, I believe, in Lemoore is 9 million. Yeah. BSR uh, was 3.5 million. And I'm pretty sure Wave Garden Cove Melbourne is is in that nine million range, six or nine million. I can't remember. What what will yours be when it's finished? Three. Three million. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So right now we're we're a million and we're running, you know, like I said, everything's we, we got the old car frame. We got plywood holding the wave in. Um and it's 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 kinda awesome. I kinda love it just because it has that, hey, your buddies you know, building a mini ramp and he's like halfway done, but we're still going to skate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> and we're, and we're going to show up every day and we're not going to leave until you shut the thing down. <laughs> oh, that's pretty awesome. So how, how long before it gets to the, uh, the, the finished sort of product, you know, not, not so much in the surroundings, but the actual wave. Yeah. So the actual wave, uh, once we drain this and we're going into our phase two construction, it'll be our contractor sells nine months and I'm just going to go ahead and say 12 months. So about a year after we drain it and we're trying to drain it next. Okay. Month. What? Yeah. There's, there's three total pools being planned for, uh, Palm Springs. Do you know where the other two are in terms of development or what are you, if you're a, if you're going to throw bets down, what would you bet that they're, like yeah that they'll actually get made the other two Oof, that's a that's a zinger of a question to answer um are you going to give me like a time frame that they get built i'm going to say <laughs> at all i'm going to say that <laughs> they, they won't be able to i mean because it's complicated right especially in palm springs it's a water sensitive we'll call it region etc etc it's uh, super sensitive and there's yeah. residential you got to think of the community you know and yeah and especially with the pandemic and everything like it's you know I, I think they get done i do but i think this whole situation has put it put it put a big delay on them just and i'm completely speculating here um and and i don't i don't not want them to get built like i sure. think it's a you know, I've always said that. The more the merrier in a way, right? Totally. Like if Palm Springs is a surf destination, then yeah. good on more it. More surfers are going to come here, yeah. you know, and that's the business we're in. And I've always said, you know, I, I would be bummed if there was only one technology out there, just like everyone would be bummed if there was only point breaks in the world, you know? What about beach breaks? What about reef breaks? Slaps? All that, you know? So with pools, it's just, it's like skate parks, you know? It's another bowl shape. Like, you don't want just one. That would be in lane so uh but but as far as the process yeah it's super difficult and i don't i i i don't know i i i would i would bet they get done ever but if you tell me i would say i don't think they get done in the next like three years wow but you guys you guys are grandfathered in right i mean I, i'm sure you have to pull new permits and stuff but more or less you're a existing water park so it's just a matter of taking a few more boxes and then actually building the thing correct correct and you would think wow holy shit that sounds so much easier and why the hell aren't you done yet and i can tell you that in all of these the, the process of all these getting them built even running them once they're fully built there's so many curveballs that get thrown and so many speed bumps and hurdles and retrofitting one may prove to be even longer because you're dealing with old stuff that you might dig up a crazy pipe that was a filter return and now you got to deal with that for a month, you know? Um, but they, they always take longer than people say. That's why I'm always wary about putting a year out or a date, even on ours. Like I would be like, yeah, should we put like a, you know, 2021? I'll be like, just don't put anything. Just put yeah. coming. <laughs> 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 but uh but they're, they're a huge undertaking and and i i go by i know where the site is where um the wave garden cove is out here it's it's over by the jw marriott and uh you know i i do little drive-bys i check up on it you know because i want to see what's going on and it's still extremely low tide over there like you know very 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 low tide like no water at all <laughs> <laughs> hey, but what about, what about the vibe of the um palm spring surf club because it's a hell of a lot different to um Urban Surf or the Wave or BSR. I mean, it's got a, it has that swinging sort of vibe, you know, cocktails by the pool, jet setters, sexy yep. shit. 
and you, I mean, you can also almost hear Dean Martin, I guess, banging out classics on the forecourt. Who came up yeah. with that? Is it Jemo? Is it you or? Yeah, so you know Jamo. Jamo's cool, dude. He's yeah. he's uh, yeah, he's he's done a great job with our branding. And our so design. yeah, so say who, talk to me who Jamo is. So Jamo Willis, we actually met on this project. We didn't bring him into our group organically, kind of. He was actually part of another group that was trying to buy the water park through Tom and do it separately. But we met over the course of us, you know, getting the deal. And uh, was it a white party? Amen. Introduced. <laughs> might have been. I don't know. You have to ask Chaz that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who's dick am I sucking now? <laughs> You're doing a ball uh, too. Get that dick out of my mouth. Let's talk business. <laughs> but he's been. Uh, he he's done his thing out in New York with you know restaurants and nightclubs, and uh, so he's kind of bringing that element to our park. And um, you know, thank God because yeah, I'm not I'm not one of those guys and. Yeah, so we all kind of collectively have, you know, wanted to keep it kind of mid-century modern like Palm Springs and kind of do that homage to the Rat Pack and all that. Because, dude, who doesn't? You know, Frank Sinatra lived out here, Bob Hope, like all those guys. And we just thought it'd be a cool vibe, you know, to, to stick with what what that area is about. And, like, I, I think if we ever do another one, if we're successful here and we have the ability to go somewhere else, I think geographically we'd do the same thing, you know, like if we did one up in the like freaking Colorado or something, you know, it'd be like forest themed and all this crazy stuff, you know? And I think that's, that's something that, uh, I, I, yeah, I think you kind of got to do that. You got to stay true to like your geography where you are, you know? That's why, that's why Kelly themed his migrant worker. It's a beautiful homage. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> so, so what's the ultimate vision, um, Shane? So once it's completed, can you describe what it'll look like and what, the, what, what it'll, you know, you walk into to the park, what's it going to look like, what people are wearing, how you'll access the pool and how much it'll cost and how many people in the water will access stuff? Dude, I am the worst guy to judge what people are wearing. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, but, but do they have sexy uniforms, though, aren't they? People in really cute uniforms. and. Uh, dude, that's a JMO question. So let me get let me get back to you on that one. But, you know, it, it's, uh, it's going to be very, very mid-century modern. Everything's going to be updated. Um, it's going to have separate entrances for kind of what you're there for because we are keeping some of the water slides because the community really wants them. And why, why not? Water slides are awesome. Um, and if you're a dad and you want to bring your kids there, like you need to, you know, it's 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 hard to sell a trip. Or if you're dad, them. you want to meet some children, you could play. We kind of want to check all those boxes, <laughs> but you're gonna have the servers are gonna have kind of their own zone, their own check-in. There's gonna be a little surf shop. Um, you're gonna have you know legit boards to choose from on the rental rack, and it's gonna no be, Kelly boards though, huh? What's that? Not many Kelly boards though, will there? Oh, I don't know, man. Kalani's on our partnership come on we're gonna have some kelly boys <laughs> <laughs> um we'll, we'll see we'll see we'll see i'm not opposed to it dude like i said i don't view it as a competition i mean i think the more the merrier but um yeah it's it uh it's gonna be like bsr 2.0 same way same way you book it pre-book it hour sessions the big difference in ours is there is going to be a reform wave after you know the expert wave rolls through we're gonna have like a Huntington hole and then we're gonna have another little reef on the inside and that's where the grommets and the longboards and maybe even the mid-length. Mid-lengthers. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to get you out of here to test pilot it. Look at me, Shane, I'm on my knees. I'm on my knees. <laughs> I'm all standing up, Shane. 
<laughs> I learned this at the white party. <laughs> <laughs> they start, yeah, he's starting to date the white party. Yeah. I mean, Derek and I talked the day day I heard about your pool is literally my first thought was, oh, we're gonna throw the biggest beach grit white party party at the Palm Spring pool. There won't be one the girl gayest. they show. It's gonna be the best party no, ever. No, it'll be the best gayest surf gayest party ever. Yeah. The worst. Who wants them? Who wants them? yeah um yeah it's it's the vibe the vibe though is very much like i i like to think of these things as an extension of the beach and not overcomplicate it you know like so if you're going down to the beach the boys are hanging out there's good waves there's a peanut gallery everyone's chilling it's pretty lax um that's how i would like it to feel you have to sign a waiver and go through a check-in process but once you're out it's like you're at the beach and you're cruising you know i'm gonna have the little tower just like we had at bsr it's gonna have a ton of stickers on the door you know we're gonna have it's gonna look so cool huh it, it, it just, to do. it'll look really fucking cool i i think it'll look pretty cool all right we'll see it, it, it's it, my main thing is like i just want guys to go there and after their session feel like they had a surf tripping experience like you know like you went, you went on a boat trip or something, you know, and you got insane waves and you got the same wave over and over. You got to work on your surfing. You, you actually kind of felt like you progressed and then you come out and it's not pretentious and you don't want to leave. You want to hang out. You want to have a beer and, you know, get another session or something. Is it, will there be a, is there a hotel attached to you guys's for the, for the longer term plan? There's not, but you know, the way everybody, the, we would like there to be, but it's not in the plans to open. Um, maybe eventually, because we got this whole like stretch of land behind the park that came with it. Like the whole thing is like 23 acres and the park's yep. only like eight acres. So we have all this stuff we can develop over time. But uh, I think that's the goal. A, a lot of guys really are a fan of like putting some airstreams out there, you know, and like building decks around them and have it be like a rootsy kind of glamping thing. I, I really like that. I want to put like freaking RV pads out there. So, you know, the traveling servers can come plop down and full hookups and do the whole trip. Um, but yeah, all that's in the cards. It's just, you know, the focus, everyone got into this for a wave pool, but it happened to come along with all this other stuff. And to be honest, that's like the difficult part. It's like, usually the wave pool is a difficult part. It's like, no, no, no. We know what we need to do for the wave pool. And now it's just like all this other stuff. And you're like, well, we got to figure out that, that, and that, you know? And so I guess that's the, the, the flip side of buying a whole water park, you know? And you're in the, you're in the what, phase two of raising capital for the, uh, for the park? Correct. Yeah. So how yeah. does that work? How much do you need? And what are you doing? Are you just visiting all sorts of rich people? You know, kind of. <laughs> we have uh i've never been a part of a capital raise this is kind of my first go around on that you know like i said you know i just worked for people up until now and um there's a lot of interest in the space so really it's you know you bring in guys who reach out either know a friend of a friend and there's a lot of them here in southern california you know we bring them in we surf with them we show them our deal and then we go yeah, hey man, you wanna wanna hook us up and do this or what? And you know, there's a lot more uh, kind of back and forth after they leave the site that I don't deal with. That's like the financial parts of it. And um, yeah, that's that's pretty much the gist of it. I mean, if you can't tell, I kind of oversimplify things. So, <laughs> is there, is there, do you have, do you guys have a list of rich surfers and go okay, cool, we're gonna get this guy. 
this guy owns 20% of whatever and he surfs. Dude, it's, it's, it's me and Kalani and some other servers. We don't have a list of anything. <laughs> we, don't, we don't make lists. <laughs> how do you how do you and Kalani get along? Do you have complementing skills, or are you pretty much the same person doing the same shit? No, we are we're 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 super, we're way different in kind of the way we we do stuff. Um, but but the same. Like he he left Hawaii pretty early on. I left Hawaii pretty early on, and you know he was the golden child, the CG server. He was like one of my heroes. Um, but we get along really well. You know, he is connected to all the Taylor Steels of the world, you know, the momentum guys. Um, I'm more the kind of underground air guys, the Maui guys, you know, that was kind of my deal. But you're a reality TV star as well. I mean, oh you're, man, you're I knew it was coming. Oh, I God. I know oh, you know I love Maui Fever. <laughs> <laughs> I know the Aussies love Maui Fever, dude. It was it was big in Oz. <laughs> you you got you got your crooked wand into so many things on that show, didn't you? Oh, <laughs> guilty as judged. Um, <laughs> we'll, run, we'll run a photo in the yeah. story of, uh, of Anna. How hot was Anna? Oh, geez, dude. Don't make me answer it up. <laughs> Little buns of steel. <laughs> she was like a blonde she'll, version she'll of Kalani. She'll kill me. No, the fun. <laughs> funny how, funny, funny the symmetry. Kalani's more ripped. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, no, funny story on that one, though. We, uh, uh, my wife and I met in Hermosa, and it was, the, like, one of the first things she said was, I used to hang out with one of your friends named Anna. And I was like, holy shit, how did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> Full circle. But, uh, yeah, that was an experience as well. <laughs> Charlie, did you used to watch um, Maui Fever? I did. I watched it. I, was it on MTV or VH1? It was on, it was on MTV. Was. Yeah, I watched it. I watched it live when it. I can't remember. Yeah, but I remember back when, back when you watched shows at a certain Com- time. Completely, I would it. tune in to Maui Fever. So yeah. two thousand and seven. So two thousand and seven, dude. Listening to Block Party, watching Maui Fever. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> hey, does Kalani do push-ups by the pool all day? Is that was that his hey, um, that his role? He doesn't do anything, dude. Like he the guy is so ripped and like every day I'll be like what you want to grab some food and you would think he'd be like yeah acai bowl like maybe some protein powder he's like no you want to go like a uh, del taco you know <laughs> he straight up eats whatever he wants and the guy has like a 12 pack it's it's insane i i don't understand it um, but, but no he just he hangs around the pool he critiques guys he pretty much dispenses uh advice to everybody who's surfing the pool where to sit how to hold your hands and everything it's actually the coolest thing i kind of struggle with that stuff so that's how we're a little different like i'll sit there and nerd out and make the wave and try to help people out and adjusting it if they're having a hard time he'll go out there and he's a really good like hands-on teacher like telling you exactly what to do the mechanics of surfing that's really not my forte i kind of like if you if you want tips for me, I'll kind of look at you and be like, "Yeah, you pearl, just don't <laughs> and pearl next time, be back or something." You know, like it's I, I have to kind of learn how to do that a little better. <laughs> what does what does Kalani <laughs> tell you to do? You know, to me, he actually tries to tell me to do more rail turns. He wants he always wants me to do a cutback, and I'm like, I'm trying to make the wave so there's a section there to smash like i don't want to do cut back <laughs> but if you want to cut back go to kelly's pool huh but but dude when then i see kalani do a cutback and i'm like oh my god that's the sickest thing ever like it's just different i feel like he's 
like one of the, the guys from that generation where style still was like just held in such high regard, you know? So the way you hold your hands, the, 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 the tweaked out knees kind of in, you know, the ninja style and like he'll look at his rail before he turns to make sure his hands are in the right place and stuff. Like it's just, you know, I think that's a little lost on the new guys. So yeah, he, he kind of, I can see judges on that. And when I make these sections that are kind of like air sections or, or progressive move sections, he doesn't like them. He goes out and does floaters. I'm like, like, just, just hit it, dude. Just, even if you're going to fall, like, I just want to see how quick you release, you know, and he'll just go out and do floaters. It's classic. (laughs) I think people, I think people now forget or forget or never really knew how pivotal Kalani was to performance surfing in the nineties. You know, that uh, almost 540 in good times, 1994 or something. The full road. That was like one of the first full roads ever on the special cable. cable, Yeah. Yeah. Like he'll, he'll, sometimes it'll be funny to be, ah, yeah, all these kids doing airs. I ain't going out there. And I always remind them, dude, I'm like, dude, you're the freaking full road that launched a whole generation. I mean, I rewound <laughs> the thing like a million times, just picked my job off for how did you do that? <laughs> do you ever talk to him? And Bummy's not on here, but he could tell you the story of how that one went down, like what happened before. And so. I wish, I wish he was here because I'd love to talk to him again. I spoke to him about it before, about <laughs> 2005 when he got, um, when he lost his heat against Marcelo Nunes and in japan and um pretty much just threw his toys out of the basket and never went on the tour again <laughs> yeah he's uh dude kalani kalani's a passionate guy and uh i wish he was on here too dude he's got stories for ages of all that shit it's pretty awesome we're gonna have to get kalani on next week i think yeah i'll i'll i'll, I'll twist the knife for you yeah twist the little motherfucker little asian <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> yeah. Hey, so what's so what's happening with the pool? So when does it get drained next week? Uh, hopefully, no. Um, we we're, we're we're targeting like mid June to drain it and then start construction. But it's all dependent on how this raise goes and everything. You know, this whole COVID thing threw a wrench in um, like literally everything. So it's it's it just slowed everyone down. I think. So you're gonna you're gonna have any more sessions before you drain it, or are you pretty much done? Uh, we can get, get, get a mid-length in there and um, <laughs> maybe our friend Bobby Machado to do some um, drifting hey, on those I, things. I, we, we've talked, we, we've texted, we've DM'd. I know, <laughs> I know the plan. Yeah, we want to get it done, dude. Don't worry, don't worry. I'm just, I'm just full court press, wall to wall with, with uh, the business end of it. But you know I'm going to fit you guys in. It's all good. You're lovely. We'll figure it out. Hey, we'll just, just, just finally, uh, five years forward, what's surfing going to look like pool-wise? You know, yours, of course, but everywhere. Because it's gonna, I, I think there's going to be empty slabs of concrete fucking all around the world. And only, if, yeah. only a couple of you guys are going to survive. But um, do you think that there's going to be a bunch of commercial failures or they're going to flourish? Man, I, to be honest with you, it depends on, on, like I said earlier, like who gets behind the project from, from the ground up all the way through how it operates and, and how how closely tied to the sport of surfing they are. That's truly my belief because, you know, it can look good on a spreadsheet and on paper and you can have all this money, but if you don't understand what surfers want, then it's going to flop. So I think it, it kind of hinges on more of, of us, you know, from the core surf tribe getting involved in it and pushing it in the right direction. Otherwise, you know, yeah, I think we're going to have more Austins uh, of the world. It's interesting. Yeah. I think last time I spoke to you um, for an interview, you told me um, 
pretty much that, but a little bit deeper. You said uh, pools aren't just a business platform to make money. They're an important part of the sport, a culture, and it's multi-generational. People dedicate their lives to surfing. It's not just an attraction or water park. And I feel a responsibility to present it in the right way, to be as true to the culture as I possibly can. So you feeling this at Palm Springs? I said that, huh? Dude, right on. I'm, I was on a good one that day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly yes. how you said it too. <laughs> Fuck, it, the kid, the kid yes. from Maui. The red-headed, red-headed chubby kid with the hot girlfriend from Maui. Right? The engineer with the hot girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I, I do. I do. I absolutely do. That's the that's the one part that can't get lost on these projects, no matter how much it's money or, or you know, different ideas get introduced. If, it, if you don't have that core uh, care for the culture of surfing and, yes, multi-generational and treat it as an extension of the beach, really, then, yeah, I, I don't think you're going to lose the soul. You know, because as, as hokey as that sounds, like surfing has a, a very much a soul, you know, it really takes one to know one. And so if there's not one of us involved in it, then how are we going to put out a product or an experience that attracts the rest of us and stays true to it, you know, and that's not just from a business standpoint, that's from, you know, doing surf therapies with them, you know, doing contests for amateurs in them you know i do think five years from now if pools are successful and it's not just slabs of concrete i think we could have a different kind of pool-based tour you know and i'm not saying replace the tour i'm just saying it's it's a different form of the sport and there's a lot of reasons why that could be really cool you know mainly like you can actually schedule it and you can do these really cool kind of large productions around it and involve really creative ideas around it and entertainment on the back end of it. So I think that if done properly, like there'll be more of that. And I, I see a space for it. I mean, cause surfing, if it's by definition, you know, is, is riding a board on a wave. So just getting rad on a piece of foam on water, like however you're doing that, I, I'm down for it. That's what I'm addicted to. I don't really care about, the attitude, the localism, the, any of that, like I literally just froth out on riding waves. And so I think that's what everyone agrees on, you know? So you talked about doing pool contests. Um, well, um, so the, so the WSLs run a couple of pool contests and put everyone to fucking sleep. <laughs> how, how would you, how would you run a, how would you run a surf contest in a pool? Well, that one. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think they got to do use a different format, you know? I think that the way, I mean, even the judges were saying it was super hard. Like, how do you nitpick a minute and 45 seconds of guys just absolutely tearing it apart? Um, and like, you're looking for just the one little misstep and say, like, oh, that, that guy's out, you know, kind of deal. So um, I, 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 I think you need more variety in the waves, first and foremost, which that's that's what I like about our pneumatic systems is we can do lefts, we can do rights, we can do peaks, we can do mutants, we can get all that going, you know. Uh, um, and I think having sets as part of your your offering in a pool really can give you that black and white comparison because like I can have Chaz on the first wave on his mid length, you know, and then Derek on the second wave, and then me on the third wave of the set. And then we all paddle back out. And then the next set, I'm on the first wave, Chaz is on the second wave, Derek's on the third wave. And they're all a little different, right? But you're getting this kind of comparison in real time as opposed to one guy out there. 
pull him out of the water, and then you put another guy out there, and then you got to watch replays, and it's the exact same wave over and over. I think it just, I think it, it it's just more conducive to how traditional contest surfing is. And I, I'm not saying go full traditional route, but get a little closer to it, and I think it'll hit home. Has it, like has we, did, like, we did, we did. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, there you go. I've heard nothing of us. We did a we did a little ground contest at BSR, and it was with the USA Surf Team, and it was kind of just like that. We had three wave sets, right? So we'd do three person heats, and we'd let every kid get uh, three waves on each wave in the set. So you know they'd do like three rotations, and they'd all have a wave, and then we'd judge it, and we'd take their top two. It some of them could have been the best. Their best wave was wave one or wave three, but they all had equal opportunities. And the waves are all a tiny bit different. And it was really exciting and it happened really quick. And then we just cycled them out like that. And I thought that was a pretty cool format. You know, it was, it was pretty true to traditional contest surfing, but giving the surfers a level playing field. So really the talent won out. It wasn't the, the paddle battle. It wasn't the wait for the right set. You know, it wasn't the mind games. It was the who, like, who wore it best, bro? Like, you get one, I get one. Let's go. <laughs> sounds, sounds fabulous. Hey, has anyone told you that um, you look like the love child of uh, the British Prime Minister Boris Johnson and, and 80s uh, tennis player Boris Becker? <laughs> oh, dude, no, I haven't heard that one. What's the, te- what's the tennis guy? Was that the Swedish one? No, nah, he's German, yeah. Boris Becker, Wimbledon chairman. Ah. I, think I think he won Wimbledon when he was 17 in the 80s or something. He was so good, Boris Becker. <laughs> and then he famously <laughs> fucked that black, ch- black model chick in the, um, in the, yeah, in the uh, broom closet at a party or something and uh, made her pregnant. No yeah. way. Wow. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm, on, I'm honored on that side. Maybe not so much the, the UK guy side, but you know, it's all oh, good. Boris Johnson's a legend. <laughs> you got your hands like Boris Johnson. A little bit redder. Oh. He's, he's more It is. Dude, well, dude, I'm fried. I've been down at the pool for like freaking five days straight, just pushing buttons and surfing. So I'm, I'm pretty frazzled right now. <laughs> hey, well, thanks I, for your time. We really appreciate it, man. Oh, it's yeah, fantastic. Of course. Of course. And Chaz, dude, I, I have a confession. I have had your book like on my bedside table to make it look like I read a lot of books and I've been meaning to read it for like four years and I promise I will. I just haven't yet. You don't even need to apologize. You can, you can light it in the nice barbecue pit outside. It'll, it'll. <laughs> nope. Nope. I will be reading it. I will be reading it. But uh, no guys, thanks for having me on. And uh, I'll, I'll, I'll try to get our, our, uh, our Kalani friend on for, and uh, we'll get your Bobby Machado thing going on. Don't worry. I know. We're perfect. We wish that soul, man. We, we love you, soul, Shane. Thank you. <laughs> right on. <laughs> you, brother. Yeah, boys. Bye.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.